0: Love, talk radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner.
1: This is episode number 357, How Your Hands Reveal the Deepest Secrets of Your Soul. Hello, everybody. I am Sandy Wiener, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships after 40. Today, I'll be speaking with palm reading consultant and relationship expert, Cynthia Clark, about finding out the secrets of your soul through palm reading. For those of you who are new to Last First Date, I just want to give you just a little overview about my mission which is to empower women to show up stand up and speak up and be a woman of value i believe everything comes from that place your love life your best work life comes from showing up all of you into your life to the values that you that you are standing behind and standing up for what's important and speaking up more powerfully And when you learn how to do those three things, everything changes. Everything changes for the better. Every week I bring you a tip on how to become a woman of value, and this week's tip is know when to say yes. Last week it was know when to say no, and this week it's know when to say yes. So we have to master both of those arts. The art of saying yes is the art of saying yes to new opportunities, to getting out of your comfort zone, to stretching who you are because that is where all the, the amazing, amazing stuff happens in your life. So this week your challenge is to say yes to something new that scares the hell out of you because that is going to make all the difference in the world. And before I bring on my guest, Cynthia Clark, I just want to let everybody know that I do have a free Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And we are an incredible, incredible resource. If you are single or in a relationship and you're over 40, this is a place to go to be supported, to have kindness and compassion and forward movement, not just endless venting or painting men with a broad brush and telling everybody how they're horrible and dating sucks. This is not the place to come to complain. It's the place to come to grow. So if you're interested in growth and finding your last first date, come to Facebook and go into the groups and search for your last first date. And now for my guest, Cynthia Clark. She is a palm reading consultant and a relationship expert. She's the author of Stories in Your Hands Discover Your Authentic Destiny Using Palmistry and Tarot. She has worked with over 7,000 people worldwide in the past 10 years. She has created the most innovative and accurate matchmaking system using palmistry to help spiritual singles find long lasting love. She also offers readings and coaching courses and professional training, and she's very passionate about sharing all of her knowledge of palmistry as an empowerment tool. Welcome to the show, Cynthia.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here.
1: Thanks. Well, before the show started, we talked a little bit about your love life and how that evolved. So can you share that with us since this is the last First Date Radio show? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Absolutely Um, I'm sure my story is not Unlike many others out there uh, Especially for women over 40 I was married for 19 years to my first husband I got married pretty young And you know did my best But eventually it fell apart And I got divorced Uh, Then I ended up Jumping into the crazy Realm of dating (laughs) Which is (laughs) Kind of scary, especially when you haven't done it for over twenty years <laughs> mm-hmm. and I ended up attracting this uh what I call a fatal attraction, um, which is also like a rebound relationship, and I was in that for a couple of years, and I learned so much from that experience and eventually, I found my husband and I'm happily remarried and i'm I'm super happy just in all areas of my life now so I feel like I want to share that with the rest of the world.
1: Mm. So
0: how, how did you meet your husband? Well I met him actually in a retail gift shop in Aspen, Colorado mm. and I was <laughs> I was reading palms at the store and he came in with his uh, Aspen wood jewelry boxes that he was gonna sell in the store, and that 's how we met
1: hmm. so he did he come up to you how How did that all happen he
0: did yeah he did he he actually fell in love with me on our on the first day we met <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> which is really cute uh but i wasn 't ready for him, so we were just friends actually for um probably about two years. And wow. I read his hands when we first got together. I read his hands on our first date and that's when I realized, hey, this guy's compatible with me. <laughs> huh. So
1: it was pretty fun. So Yeah, so why did it take you so long?
0: Because I was still in my rebound relationship and I was still hung up um, on my uh on that I was still in and out of that relationship for two years. So I just wasn't ready for him, and I needed to heal, and there was a lot of growth I needed to go through after my divorce. So, yeah, it just took a little bit of time. Mm. Well, it's good you stuck it out. <laughs> and, uh,
1: but I think that's a, it's a cool story also because a lot of people don't seek opportunities to meet people outside of online dating or fix-ups, and... You met at a retail store, and you were doing what you loved, and he brought in what he loved, and you connected in that more spiritual sense, right? Yes.
0: And it was, you know, coming to Colorado was actually kind of a big leap of faith for me because I didn't know a single person here in the state and it, I've been here now for seven years, and it, it was scary when I first showed up.
1: <laughs> mm. so yeah,
0: you got to get out there and and do things, and you have to give yourself opportunities to meet people and and have the universe kind of help you out. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's that's my tip of the day to say yes to scary opportunities, and that's that's really how we grow. <laughs> I mean, look, you wouldn't have met your husband you wouldn't have had these amazing experiences that you had moving to Colorado.
0: Yeah, and moving to Colorado was a petrifying experience. Mm. (laughs) It really was getting out of my comfort zone because I had lived in Utah for almost my whole life and I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) uh, I've moved so many
1: times that Moving doesn't scare me, but I know for many people, they they really, they hate change. It just feels so, so scary. And I think change is like, it's exciting. It's not easy. It's never easy to pick up and leave and leave all your friends and everything you know, but it does open you up to growth, like in a huge way.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And and it, even if we can just get out of our comfort zone a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. that can sometimes make a huge difference, too. It's like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big major move necessarily, but just getting out of your house and going somewhere and doing something different, um, mm-hmm. sometimes even that can, can change everything. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's stuff happening right
1: under your nose that you don't even know about because you don't leave and you keep doing the same things over and over again. I I totally agree with you. Like, There's a world of people in every single city, in every single town, and so many people think, there are no people in my town, there's nothing to do here, and it's really just mindset, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. I encourage people to travel, too. I mean, I just got back from Europe. And you know, just connecting with all the people in Germany and and Paris. I mean, there's it's so amazing to just you know be there and have that experience of like a whole different culture. And yet we're all the same too. At the same time, it's so fun. I just love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point that we look at. Look, we look for differences, and we immediately think that somebody is the other. Is they're from someplace else or a different culture, different race, religion. And we have more in common than we have not in common, actually. And it's looking for those commonalities that helps to connect us.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's why I love palm reading so much is because it just dives right into who the person is. And, Mm. you know, we all have a pair of hands. You know, it doesn't matter what race you are or what background you are. It's like we all have hands and we all use them and Mm -hmm. they reflect the same types of things universally worldwide, and that's what's so exciting about palm reading. Mm. So let's, let's talk about that. How did
1: you get into the field of
0: palmistry? I actually had a deja vu experience, and I picked up a book on palm reading in the library. I had never studied it before. I didn't know anything about it. And when I took the book home and I started to read it, I felt like I had read it before. Hmm. And it just started me on a pathway. (laughs) It's kind of like the rabbit hole. It's like, wow, how deep does this go? (laughs) Hmm. And I just started getting fascinated by it. And I I actually, um, I tested out some of the material on some friends and family. I had an amazingly positive response and I I had a lot of people say, Boy, you should be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? Mm. <laughs> and that's kind of what started me down thinking in that line of like, Well maybe I should be doing this. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty amazing.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So was a deja vu. You felt you felt that sense of this is me, this is something I've done before or I've read before and you were good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So totally remember. Let's talk about it. it. Let's talk about how it works and um, how does it help people.
0: Yeah. Well, palm reading is probably not what most people think. <laughs> I would have to say that the vast majority of people have a lot of misperceptions about it. Um, it is not about, you know, telling you when you're going to die, it's not about, uh, you know, when am I going to meet that person necessarily? It's, it, it, but it does reflect different aspects of your life. It's, it's literally a mirror of who you are. So it reflects your soul. For example, your fingerprints, they form five months before birth. They reflect your soul imprint and your life purpose. It reflects your personality archetypes. It reflects your health. It reflects your talents, your emotional system, your preferences. I mean, there's just so much there. It Hmm. just can be, um, it it can give you so much insight, and it can help guide you in your life when you know what's there. Hmm. So do you look at your, like, does it change?
1: Like when when you've read somebody's palms, does does the, the information change over time, or is it always the same?
0: Some information changes and some doesn't. So, for example, the fingerprints, they never change, which is, of course, why the FBI can identify you through a fingerprint. Um, but you do have aspects that change, and that's going to be reflected in your lines. Uh-huh. Like rivers of energy, they actually mimic the neural pathways of your brain, and they ebb and flow based upon your free will choices. So let's say, for example, you're in a period of your life where you're under a lot of stress. Maybe you just got divorced. And I consider that a trauma because, I mean, that's a major life event, right? And for mm-hmm. most people, it's not not necessarily a good event. I mean, even if it's positive, it's still stressful. So that can show up in your hands. And you can see the stress in your hands. And you can also see the potential of where you're going and what how you can improve that. So as you make changes in your life and, and a divorce I can you know can be a very positive change, over time it can reflect the changes. So you can actually see the ebb and flow of your life through the lines. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So have you seen that in
0: yourself? <laughs> Big time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've made yeah, a lot of changes. I, I've trapped, yeah, I've trapped my hands now for about 11 years, and I I pretty much like to do a new picture or a new print every, like say every six months, just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely noticed I've noticed a lot of changes in my hands.
1: So, when you say "picture or print," do you actually um, you take a picture of your hand.
0: How does that work? Yeah, that's how I work with yeah, I work with people worldwide, so um, oh. they can just take a digital photo of their palm and they can just email it to me, and that's how I can read it on the computer. I blow it up on my computer screen, oh, and cool. then I can read it just as if they're in the room with me, and then I do the the sessions um, via Zoom or Skype. Um oh, cool. and, or over the phone if and it's very easy.
1: Huh. Um, I should have sent you my picture and we could have done a reading. That would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um it would have been interesting
1: to, to have a live demo. Um so you use palm reading to help people find love, to find their soulmate. Um, how does that work?
0: Yeah, so um, just over my experience of reading palms, and I've worked with thousands of people, I had a realization that there is a system in the palms that tells you your personality archetype. And mm-hmm. this is actually in your hand shape. So it forms by the time you're about six years old. And so when you're a baby, until you're about six years old, your hands are really not set. They're like the lump of clay. You can think of them like they're being molded and morphed into uh, just like your personality is developing. And so by the time you're about six years old, your hands form their shape of pretty much what you're going to look like, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, although even that can change, but it's, it's very uncommon um, to change a handshape. So this is going to represent your, uh, your subconscious influences that are going to affect your personality. And when you know what this is, you can also identify who you are compatible with. And your, your soulmate match, or what I consider your soulmate match, also will be in a different handshape but it's through a system that I developed that you can identify, and you can actually measure it. So when I take people to my website, for example, you upload your own digital photo of your palm, and you can find out your very own archetype and also mm-hmm. who's who are you most compatible with. Cool.
1: So that's um, yeah, something it's really that's amazing. available on, <laughs> on your website. Yes, it definitely okay. is. Cool. Um, so, um, so tell. Can you share a story of of somebody that you've helped find their match? Uh,
0: yeah, I've worked with a lot of people. Um, when I work with somebody, I first like to just identify who they are in terms of their archetype. So so when you look at your hand, and this is something everybody can do right now, which is really fun, mm-hmm. um, take a look at your fingers and compare your middle finger relative to your palm. And if your middle finger is uh, three-quarters the length of your palm or less, then you have short fingers, And if it's longer than that, then you have long fingers. Uh Okay, so that's the first thing we identify is do you have long or short fingers? The next thing we look at is the length of the palm versus the width. So if you have more of a rectangular palm or if you have more of a square palm. So this will create uh, one of four different possible options. And each one of those corresponds to an element Okay, so you can either be earth, air, fire, or water. And mm-hmm. just knowing this can help you start to understand your personality and how, kind of like the lens you look through as you go through life. It's, it's sort of like a filter. Okay, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so if you have short, short fingers and a square palm, that's earth. If you have short fingers and a rectangular palm, that's fire. If you have long fingers and a square palm, that's air. And if you have long fingers and a rectangular palm, that's water. And okay. just like if you're going on a date, you know, let's say you're going on that first date, <laughs> uh, just knowing the person's basic element can help you make decisions. You know, for example, let's say you're going out to dinner uh, with with your first date and you notice that they have long fingers and a long palm. They're water, okay? Water uh-huh. types tend to be very indecisive, so you probably should be the one to make the decision on where to go for dinner because <laughs> uh-huh. the water person is flexible, and they're, they're probably not going to care one way or the other. But if they're an earth hand, let's say they have short fingers and a square palm, it's like, oh, well, they probably want to go somewhere that they've been before that they know is good because earth likes stability, so just knowing little things like this can just help you make better decisions. So when I work with people, I help them understand how to bring it into the practical world of, you know, okay, what are you doing? And then, you know, I give them little tips. There's all sorts of things we can look at in the hands, but even just the handshake is super useful. So how,
1: So, tell us about that, the handshake.
0: So um so yeah so it when you shake somebody's hand do they have like a a really firm grasp do they like try to crush you <laughs> you know that's somebody who wants to dominate you um if you have somebody who has like the dead fish you know like they're barely t- <laughs> you know that one barely touching yep. you um that's somebody who has no energy and they're probably going to get really tired and they're going to want to turn in early Um, or maybe they're just not interested in you or what they're doing. You know, they're probably Mm. burned out. Um, If they have a nice warm handshake that's, you know, good good and firm but not too firm, they're probably pretty friendly, and they're probably pretty balanced, you know, so they'd be uh, probably a good date for you, comfortable. And you can Mm -hmm. also pay attention to, like, the skin texture. So, for example, if they have really soft skin – that means that they're very sensitive and if they're a little bit thicker skinned well you could probably you know hit them with a hammer and they would barely feel it <laughs> mm-hmm. so they can handle you know you can push them around and it's okay
1: <laughs> mm.
0: so but yeah there's there's um there's a lot of things <laughs> mm. on. so yeah i mean most people don't hand, don't do
1: handshakes when they're meeting for the first time on a date because it's kind of a worky, more of a, you know, a work kind of thing to do. Um, so mm-hmm. if they're not going to shake hands, well, anyway, they can look at the skin. They can, they can see other things. But what else? So we, we we're looking at fingers, finger length, the size of the palm, the shape of the palm. Um hmm What else can people yeah. look for to see if they're compatible? Well,
0: yeah, another thing to look for is the thumb. The thumb represents your willpower. And it's better for compatibility to be somewhat similar in the thumb. So, for example, if you have a really big thumb, that means that you're capable of big things and you want to, like, be a, an achiever type person. So if you find somebody with a really tiny thumb, well, that's probably going to frustrate you because that person's not going to be able to follow through like you do, and you're going to find that other person lazy. So if you have, you know, similar size thumbs, it's like, okay, you know, but if you're both average, like that's good, or if you're both a little bit smaller, that's probably good too, because you're not going to dominate uh, each other. Mm. Um, Another thing to check for is uh, what I call the Venus mount, which has to do with your giving energy. So that's like your thumb ball region. It's like the big puffy section. Um, it tends to be the, the biggest mount in your hand. So when you when you relax your hand and you kind of look at it sort of sideways, you have like these little bumps that look like little mountains. Uh-huh. So the Venus mount is the one right next to the thumb, and it's it tends to be the biggest one on the hand. So it's really easy to spot. So if that's big and puffy, that shows somebody who's got a big appetite of, you know, um, we call it the sex, drugs, rock and roll mount. <laughs> so if it's over large, if it's over large, that's somebody with a big appetite and they may be an overindulger. But if it's just nice and nice and puffy, but not too puffy, I consider that ideal. You know, that's somebody who's got a lot of giving energy. And they're probably going to be you know pretty uh pretty genuine when they want to help you. you know they really do want to do that. they're not just saying that and if they're mm. if they're kind of flat flat or small in their Venus, that shows depleted energy in their giving and sometimes you see that on people who have been taking care of somebody for a long time, like a sick you know elderly person or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And that can just show the tiredness and the depletion. So it's good to just kind of see where the person is at in terms of that giving energy. So is this the the area between the thumb and the
1: first finger or on the thumb itself?
0: Uh, It's on the palm. So if you look at the palm surface, Mm,
1: it's going to actually
0: be next, next to the thumb. And it's mm-hmm. that big, bulgy section, and it kind of wraps... The lifeline wraps around it. Okay. Most so people are familiar with the lifeline. That's usually the strongest line in your hand. Mm-hmm. So Venus is like the, the part that kind of goes inside of the lifeline. And it's that Got whole it. region. It's a big zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we call that at my Venus. Head.
1: That's called the yeah. Venus mount, the Venus mount?
0: Yeah. And if you, and if you actually squeeze that section... Um, With your fingers, you can see, you know, does it bounce back? Is it elastic or is it – does it kind of sit there, you know? So you can also tell the energy that way. So if it's really – if it's elastic, that's better. That shows more energy.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And then you can also check the color. So the color of the hand change. And it will reflect also your emotions So sometimes you'll see Like blueness in Venus And that represents sadness And if you see that um, That can often show up after a Divorce or after a breakup So I hmm. look for that When I read for people who have just Gone through some, some stress Interesting Hmm.
1: I'm learning so many things um, yeah, so, yeah, I know.
0: Um, Who knew that your that your hands had this much to say? <laughs> yeah, really, they have
1: a lot to say. Um, and I, and I agree with you. Most people have a total misconception about what our hands, what palm reading really is. It conjures up images of you know, like gypsies and you know, crystal balls, and
0: <laughs>
1: I will tell you yeah. about your life.
0: Yeah. Yes. And 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 there is an aspect of future telling. You know, mm-hmm. I mean technically past, present and future reflects through your hands, both hands all the time. Mm. So in terms of like making predictions, like there it, you can do that. Like that is one aspect of palm reading. Mm-hmm. But I prefer You know, even if I see a challenge in somebody's hand, I prefer to use that information to help them to make better choices. For example, um, let's say that Venus Mount is, you know, stressed out. (laughs) You know, it's like, well, it doesn't have to stay that way forever. And that's really what I want to stress with people. It's like it's not... um, Like the palms are really there to help you make better choices or to help guide you into, okay, well, what do I really need to think about or work on? And it can also show up as lessons, like what lessons do I need to learn? Um, You know, where is the stress really showing up? And it can really, um, you can see the transformation as you go through your life and make different choices. It's really amazing. Mm. And and I feel like it's so empowering. I mean, it's so helpful.
1: Yeah, it sounds amazing, and you sound really lit up about it, which is great. Um, So, Cynthia, (laughs) this this has been so interesting, and I would love to hear any final words of advice you have for our listeners who want to go on their last first date.
0: Yeah, so I definitely want to let everybody know that everybody has a soulmate match, and – There's actually a lot of soulmate matches for every single person, and it is never, ever, ever too late to find that person. You know, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, it does not matter. It's just about you making the decision that that's what you want in your life and then finding out who that person is and then attracting it into your life. It can absolutely be done. And, you know, life is just waiting for you. <laughs> hmm. So I would recommend choosing love. Choose to, choose to live life with love, and that's going to just open up doorways for you. I love it. Choose to live life
1: with love, and it will open doorways <laughs> for you. Um, it's so true, and I think so many people give up hope, especially as they get older. Um, so, thank you so much. I, this has been really enlightening, Cynthia. And um, can you tell our audience how they can reach you and what you
0: have for them? I know you have a gift. I do, yes. If you go to loveinyourhands.com, you can get a free report on your emotional type. And it's actually going to read your heartline and take you through your heartline. Uh, different variations so it's really fun and then you can find out who you're compatible with based upon your emotional type and Mm. uh, you can also get started for free on uh, my soulmate connection membership if you want to actually find your long-lasting love and get matched uh, based upon your hand shape Uh, that's also available on my website loveinyourhands.com perfect and
1: we'll have that in the show notes So thank you so much, Cynthia, for coming on the show and for sharing your interesting uh, experience with Palmistry, with our audience, and and your message of hope for everyone who is searching for love, not to give up hope because there are many, many soulmates out there for every person. I love that.
0: So thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure yes thank you and
1: thanks everybody for listening today and if you love our show please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen let your friends know about Last First Date Radio so we have even more people coming and listening to the incredible guests that we have here every week and don't forget to join Your Last First Date on Facebook and I hope that you go on Your Last First Date very soon have a great day